worship you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. It's amazing to me that the Bible says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou perfected praise. Because babes and sucklings don't have very long to learn about anything. They don't have a long time to perfect it all. But God said that when they are in that infancy state, their praise is perfect. Sometimes our praise gets a little too fancy and we try to overthink it. But we need to go back to the basics of babes and sucklings praise. I wonder if some of these... Some of these little guys right here, why don't you just lift your hands right now. Say, well, I've never done that before. Just do it right now. And tell Jesus you love him. Right now, when you do that, you are doing something so perfect that God said it's amazing. Oh, somebody do it right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Man, well, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with these junior campers. Amen. Anybody like junior camp? Yeah. I heard all the adults. Now I want to hear all you, you junior campers. Do you like junior camp? All right. All right. There we go. Amen. And I'm here to, to preach to the junior campers. Amen. Now, the, the parents can listen in, right, guys? We'll let them listen in. But we're here to preach to you guys. And I feel deep down in my heart that God's going to fill everyone that wants it with the Holy Ghost. Man, do you want the Holy Ghost? I want the Holy Ghost. I want the Spirit of God to move in these children's lives and these young people's lives. The reason why is I believe that if God can get a hold of them right now, that there is an entire life. That is dedicated to him. Amen. So I'm going to move very quickly. Because I understand the, 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 the time span that I have. And the attention of these young people. So let's go to Mark chapter 9 if you have your Bible. Mark chapter 9. I'm not going to go very long tonight. Because I want Jesus to have his way. Amen. Mark chapter 9, I'm going to read verse number 36. The Bible says it like this. And he took a child. All right, now all the junior campers, I want, to take, I want you to take your hand like this, take your finger, and say, just like me. He took a child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in, the, in his arms, he said to them, whosoever shall receive one of such children in my name receiveth me, and whosoever shall receive me receiveth not me, but him that sent me. Okay? Then we're going to jump over to chapter 10 really quick. And I'm just going to read here. I'm not going to give them time to catch up. I don't know if there's, I don't know if they got it on a screen or whatever, but I'm just going to read quick here. Chapter 10, verse number 13. And they brought young children. Okay, let's do it again. Get your finger, punch yourself, and say, just like me. He brought 
young children to him that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked them. Now, Jesus had just told these disciples what he wanted the kingdom of heaven to be like. And them crazy old adult disciples, what did they do? They started rebuking them children. And Jesus said to those disciples, when he saw it, he said, suffer the little children. Again, take your finger say, just like me. To come unto me and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of heaven. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, just like me, he shall not enter therein. Amen. And then I'm going to read one more scripture very quickly, very quickly. I know this is a lot of scripture, but I'm going to read it very quickly. I believe the word of God has power. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse number 6. And he said, Oh, Lord, behold, I cannot speak, for I I feel the Holy Ghost. I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. I am full of emotion tonight. If I've ever felt a burden to preach any camp, any conference, any youth rally, if I've ever felt a burden for the last two months, I have felt such a heavy burden to preach to these young people and these children. Because I believe, and I'm going to say a couple things right here, young people, they may go over your head, but I'm speaking into the spirit right now. I believe in this house right now there are evangelists, there are missionaries, there are pastors, there are teachers, there are Sunday school teachers, there are Bible study teachers in this house right now. And the call of God is going to come on you children tonight and tomorrow and you're going to leave from this place and you'll never be the same ever again by the power of God. If you believe it right now, I want you to lift your hands all over this place. Come on, that's it, junior campers. Come on, lift your hands right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that the anointing would fall upon these children. That the power of God would come upon them, Lord. That these two days would be life-changing moments. Uh, that they would be moments branded in the minds of children, God. That they would never forget the feelings that they felt. Uh, they would never forget the anointing that is upon their life. Uh, that they would never forget everything that you have called them to. Uh, by the power of God, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I want to say thank you to Brother Character, Sister Character. Everyone that is involved in this, I want to give honor to all of the ministry that is here tonight. And I want to especially say I'm so happy to see all the saints of CGC Greeley that are here tonight. Amen. Good to see them. I love them very dearly. Amen. Now that I've got all that stuff taken care of, let's preach. You ready to preach with me? Come on, I need to hear some junior campers. Are you ready to preach with me? All right. Now, we see in the Bible that Jesus has a very special place in his heart for children. He has a very special place in his heart 
for people that are just like you. Amen. We see in our first text, Mark chapter 9, that Jesus uh, is speaking to the people. He's speaking to all of the multitudes, and he takes the child. He takes a young lad, and he puts him in the midst of all of them. He would take him, he'd set him right in the midst of everybody so they could all see and they could all know exactly what he was talking about. And he said unto them, he said, except you come in like this little child, except you come in like this little one, amen. He said, if you shall not receive uh, such a one, amen. And, and it's amazing to me that just after that, Somewhere the disciples didn't get it. They didn't understand what Jesus was saying. But I have to think in my mind and I have to wonder in my mind. What was it about this moment that changed something in Jesus' ministry? In that day, they didn't really think of children in the way that we think of them today. They were kind of just off to the side. Keep your mouth shut. Amen. You ever been like this to your parents? Dad, 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 dad. Come on, some of y'all got to raise your hand right now. Mom, mom, mom. Look, brother, brother character's getting annoyed just me doing that right now. Isn't he? Finally, mom said, what? Dad said, what? <laughs> and that's what... But, but I wonder, what was it that changed in the ministry of Jesus? Because just one chapter later, after Jesus had taken this little guy. Come help me, Bubba. Come help me. Man, he looks sharp tonight, doesn't he? Man, I don't need him up here. He's got a better suit on than me. <laughs> he took that little guy. He put him in the midst of all of them. And something changed in the ministry of Jesus. And everybody realized. Oh, my goodness. If he'd do that for one, then maybe he could do that for mine. And the Bible said that they began to bring many. There were so many that were lined up. They wanted to get to Jesus. They wanted Jesus to put his hand on them, to bless them. They wanted Jesus to pray over them and bless them. I'm praying in this camp that every single one of you children would be blessed. That when you go into this summer, that the hand of God would be upon your life. I'm praying that when you, if you haven't received the Holy Ghost, number one, you receive it in this camp. But if you don't receive it in this camp, you receive it sometime this summer. I'm praying that in the Holy Ghost. How many believe God can do it? If you don't have the Holy Ghost... God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he takes him. And he uses that one lad. And then there's so many. Thank you, Bubba. Thank you. There's so many that are coming. The disciples, they didn't even hear anything Jesus said. They just got it in their head. Oh, it's just these little kids again. Just the little kids. And they start rebuking them. How many of you have ever been rebuked by mom and dad? <laughs> Go sit down. Stop that. Now, there's sometimes we need rebukes, huh? <laughs> yes. But they weren't, this wasn't right. This rebuking wasn't right because they didn't even understand everything that Jesus had just told them. 
He told them, I want these children. I want them to come to me. And then all of a sudden, they got it in their mind that they're still living the same way before Jesus had spoken to them. And all of a sudden, uh, Jesus comes to them and said, no, stop. Suffer the little children to come to me. That means that means that you have to yield to those little children. Anybody, how many of you know what a yield sign is? It's the triangle sign that's red. You may not be able to read the letters, but it's a yield sign. What does yield mean? It means that this lane has to allow the other lane to go first. Right? Jesus was saying, let those little babies come to me first. Don't you rebuke them. Don't you turn them away. And this is what's amazing to me, guys. This is what's so amazing to me. And Jesus begins to talk to them in he's teaching them about conversion. He's teaching them about salvation. And Jesus doesn't use a grown-up adult to teach them about salvation. He doesn't use a full-grown uh, man or woman. But he says, suffer the little children to come unto me. And he says it like this. He said, if they will come unto me, uh, suffer them and forbid them not. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. So, if Jesus is saying it like that, how are we to come into the kingdom of heaven? Here Jesus uses a child as an image of conversion. A child, a child who is innocent. A child who is sincere. A child that is genuine and straight from the heart. Now that's a lot of big words, huh? I'm going to try to explain it to you. When you guys come and talk to people. Come here, buddy. Come help me, Oren. Come on. This is my son, Oren. Now, I know you guys know big words because he's seven years old. And we have some conversations like adults sometimes. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more than most people would because I know you can understand me. Is that okay today? <laughs> and sometimes we have conversations like adults. We, we converse. But you know what? When Oren's talking to me, he just says what's on his heart. Sometimes I'm trying to be spiritual. I'm trying to pray. All Oren's thinking about is fishing all the time. That's all Oren wants to talk about is fishing. He's innocent. He's sincere. Straight from the heart. Genuine. When you come to God, young people, junior campers, when God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost this week, it doesn't have to be anything special or something so grand. You just got to come to Jesus in what you feel in your heart, what you want to tell him. All right, I'm going to preach right now. I know there's some of you in this house, you may not know who your daddy is. You may not know who your mommy is. You may have hurts and pains in your life. Some of you in this house, you've, got, you've, you've experienced things that no adult should ever have to experience. But I'm telling you, if you'll just tell Jesus all about it, if you'll just give it all to Jesus, just tell Jesus everything that's in your heart. I'm telling you right now, if you'll repent of your 
your sins straight from the heart. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on, I wish I had some adults that believed it. God is going to fill every single young person with the Holy Ghost. I didn't come to play games this week. I didn't, pre- I didn't come to preach fancy. I came to see God change some children's hearts. Straight from the heart. Amen. And, and, and so when we come to God, that's how we have to come to him. But we see in the Bible that God uses children on many occasions. On many occasions. Amen. God comes to Jeremiah. Now, a lot of people have said that when, when God came to Jeremiah, that he was a young person. And that's okay. People can believe that. But I have a hard time believing that because when I see the word that is used, he said, I am a child. And some have translated that as youth. But it's the same word that we find when he talks about Samuel. And Samuel is a child. So somewhere that word means, now these are some big words again, okay, so you can take these home to mom and daddy and talk about them. From infancy to adolescence. What does that mean? From the time that he was a teeny weeny baby to the time that he was a teenager. Now some of you think that teenager, being a teenager is like really old, right? Well, I'm 30, so I'm like ancient to some of you. And we ain't going to talk about nobody else in this house, right? And that's what the Bible said he used that term for Jeremiah. So I, 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 you know, you can believe what you want to believe, and that's okay. But I just see Jeremiah as this child. He's standing before God. And God comes to him. And God is not, God is not speaking to him in a fact or in a mode saying, Jeremiah, I'm going to use you somewhere down the road. Sometimes we look at children and say, well, you know, God's going to use them one day. Sometimes young people, we think of, well, God's going to use me. Someday down the road. But that's not how God talked to children. When he talked to Jeremiah, he said, I am sending you right now. I'm sending you right now. When he talked to Samuel, many believe that Samuel was somewhere between uh, somewhere between the ages of, of 6 to 12 years old, somewhere in that range, because we know that his mama had brought him into the temple. He was somewhere in that range of age, somewhere in the same age bracket as what I'm preaching to tonight. And God spoke to him and said, Samuel, I want you to prophesy now. Not down the road. Not a little bit down the road. Not when you're 15. Not when you're 20. Not when you're 30. I want you to prophesy now. What would you do, Bubba, if God came to you and said, preach tonight? Would you be scared? Yeah. He said, yeah. (laughs) Of course he would. And all of these young people are scared. In fact, that's why we see Jeremiah and even Isaiah, they are apprehensive. They don't want to preach. Why is it? Is that because they don't want to do the will of God? No, that's not why. They, they, 
They don't want to preach because they want to make sure they're doing the will of God right. They're not saying no, God, because they don't want to do the will of God. They're saying no because they're afraid. The call of God is a great thing, young people. The call of God is so powerful. And when God tells you to do something, you better be right in knowing that God spoke to you to do something. But I'm telling you in this house, young people, God is speaking to you to do something. You can pray in your bedroom. You can pray beside daddy at midweek prayer meeting and say, Jesus, move, move in this city, God. Break the chains in this. When you pray, children, God's going to hear you. When you pray, God's going to hear you. Samuel, some are from 6 to 12 years old. Joash, Joash is 7 years old when he comes to the kingdom. His mama, Athaliah, or rather his grandma, Athaliah, wants to kill him. Because he is the seed, he is the heir of the throne. But there's a bad lady by the name of Athaliah. She's sitting on the throne, but she doesn't belong there. And a little boy by the name of Joash dethrones evil. He dethrones wickedness. Seven years old. Who's seven in this house? Raise your hand. Who's seven? God used a seven-year-old. And we find Josiah. He's eight years old when he comes to the throne. And I, I, I got to be careful because I'm probably going to preach a little bit about Josiah tomorrow. But Josiah is a powerful king. A powerful king. Josiah doesn't even understand the whole Bible. But he wants to know more about the Bible. What are you saying tonight? I'm almost finished, guys. Do you feel the Holy Ghost right now? You guys feel what's sweeping into this house right now? I need some adults to help me pray right now. Because God's about to move in this house. Such great young people that God is using. But I want to tell you a story about a young man that God used in my lifetime. He wasn't Joash. He wasn't Josiah. He wasn't in the Bible. He was just a little boy. He didn't even have the Holy Ghost yet, guys. He didn't even have the Holy Ghost yet. Many of you know him. I can't believe that I'm saying this. He's going to get married in a few weeks here. His name was Judah Williams. Judah was a little boy. He may have been six, seven, eight years old. He may have even been younger than that. And in our church there in Pueblo, there was a lady who came down with cancer, and it was bad. You guys all know what cancer is, huh? You've heard that word before. You may not understand what it is, but you know when people get cancer, it's bad. And that little boy, Judah, he loved his Sunday school teacher, Sister Shirley. It was his Sunday school teacher. And I don't even know how he really understood it all. He was so young. I don't, I don't know how he really knew what was happening, but he knew it wasn't good in Sister Shirley's life. Something got a hold of little Judah. 
And he was such a young man. And he, one night, sitting at the house, maybe dinner was over, whatever the case may be. He looked at his mama and said, Mama, I want to go in my bedroom. And I want to pray for Sister Shirley. She said, okay, son, you can go pray for Sister Shirley. He thought she was going to go in there, kneel down and, you know, pray a little prayer. God touch Sister Shirley, heal her body. That's what she thought it was going to be. When she went in there, that little boy was sitting, was on his knees, down on his knees, and there were tears flowing down his face, and he was crying out to God. And he was saying, God, touch Sister Shirley. God, heal her body. God, you got to touch Sister Shirley. Oh, and it wasn't just one night, young people. It was night after night after night. The doctors told her there was no hope. She was getting ready to die. But I want to tell you tonight, Sister Shirley's still in the church. Sister Shirley's still working in the church. Oh, yeah. It wasn't an adult that got the burden. It wasn't pastor that got the burden. It wasn't the youth pastor. It was a little guy like this. He said, God, touch Sister Shirley. God, touch. I'm telling you, Bubba, God's hands on your life. God's hands on your life. And God can use you. God is going to use young people in this house tonight. If the musicians would come, I'm going to close very quickly. Hallelujah. Stand up, junior campers. I feel the Holy Ghost. Does any... Do you feel the Holy Ghost, Junior Campers? Here's what we're going to do tonight. I, I want every single one of you to make your way to this altar right now. Every single one of you. Right now, everybody. All the Junior Campers. Come up here with Brother Jeffrey. That's it. That's it. Make your way up here. We're going to pray. But I'm telling you tonight, Junior Campers... The hand of God is going to touch every single one of you. And God is requiring of you to do something for Him. I know you're just children in the eyes of some. But God is not saying in the future, I'm going to use you. Yes, He's going to use you in the future. Yes, He has great plans. But even in your, in your infancy stage in walking with God, even in the times of being a child, God is moving upon you. So this is what I want you to do right now. All of us, let's lift our hands all across this house. I'm going to need some parents. I'm going to need some adults. I'm going to need some pastors and, and youth pastors tonight to come and to pray for these young people. But when you pray for them, I wish you'd pray with a burden that God's hand is upon their life. Come on, that's it, babies. Come on. Some of you are going to want to cry. Just let the tears flow. Some of you don't understand what's going on, but I want you to let God move in your life. Come on, that's it right now. 